Radio TFS Podcast. This is podcast number 17, Getting Agile with Team Foundation Server. We have a special guest with us today, but before we get started with that, I'd like to introduce my co-host or cohort in crime for this podcast, Martin Woodward. Hey, Martin, how are you? Hey, Mickey, doing great, thanks. How are you getting on today? I'm doing well. Paul Hacker could not be with us for this podcast, and he will be sorely missed, but he will be joining us for our next podcast. So how have things been going, Martin? Yeah, good. Been busy. I was at um, Tech Days um, in Paris, in France, um, last week. Was that a week before? I can't quite remember now. It's all a bit of a blur. And I was talking about, you know, the cross-platform integration with Team Foundation Server, as you would expect from me. So that was all good. It was a good conference, and uh, everybody had fun there. And then um, about to, about to begin the travels, off to go and see a customer next week. And then the week after, you know, it's off to Seattle to uh, spend some time at the MVP Summit with yourself. And then uh, I'm doing some, got some meetings with Microsoft after that. And then I went back home sometime in the middle of March. So it'd be good. Oh, well, I'd like wow. to quickly um, quickly apologize if anyone noticed that the audio quality wasn't up to its usual standard in last month's episode. Um, that was because of some various technical problems I had and didn't notice until, until after we'd finished recording. So apologies for that. Hopefully nobody will mind. Um, oh, yeah. no worries. Well, I've been, been pretty busy as well. I've been getting ready to try to get everything in order so I can go to the MVP Summit. We've been having a push here at Notion, trying to get our Notion tools for Team System out the door. So if you want, if you want to learn more about that, then I'm not going to pump, pimp it here on the show, but you can go check out the Notion Solutions website for that. And other than that, I'm just I'm stoked for the MVP Summit. I'm excited to get up there, be able to finally hang out with all the MVPs. This is my one time a year or maybe twice a year that I get to see Martin and see a bunch of the other guys from around the country and around the globe. So it's, it's going to be a really, really exciting time. I'm also speaking at TechEd this year. Again, I got reaccepted. Woohoo! Woohoo! So I'll be talking on web testing once again. So I hope everyone's going to come hit my session. I'm actually about to start blogging about the creation of my session and how I'm going to go about creating it. So I'm hoping to get lots of user feedback. So if you've got any feedback you want to provide me as far as TechEd or you've got any feedback you want to provide Radio TFS, then you should email us at RadioTFS at gmail.com or come hit the website at RadioTFS.com and leave a comment. We'll, we do our best to try to answer back any and all comments that we get. And in fact, our guest today came about from contacting us um, and mentioning a couple of topics. So we hit him back up and said, hey, why don't you come talk on that topic? So is there anything else we should go over, Martin, before we just jump straight to our guest? No, let, let's, uh, let's get talking. All right. Well, our special guest today is Tommy Norman. Now, Tommy Norman is a systems architect and a certified scrum master with CompuWare Corporation in Nashville, Tennessee. For the past 15 years, he's been designing and developing line of business applications. In the recent years, he's been helping clients in the area of application lifecycle management with tools such as Team Foundation Server and the Scrum Framework. Tommy is one of the original founders of the DevLink Technical Conference, which is an incredible conference. I highly recommend that you that you attend if you can. A past president and a current board member of the Nashville.net user group and a frequent speaker. Tommy blogs about .NET development, team system, and Scrum at www.tommynorman.com. When not working, he enjoys being at home with his family of five, playing guitar, and music in general. Welcome, Tommy. How are you? I'm doing fine, guys. How are you? Doing great, doing great. I'm. Can so I just say, off. first of all, am I am I the only guy here that's actually played rugby? 
<laughs> he's had, he's yes, had a real scrum. Probably so. I have never played rugby. Uh, we'll have to fix that when I see you at the MVP Summit, then we'll have a rugby match. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me, you know, give me give me a little kind of info or background as far as how, you know, Agile and Scrum practices fit into Team System and Team Foundation Server. What exactly are we talking about when we talk about Agile, when we talk about Scrum, that kind of thing? Well, when, when I say Scrum, I usually mean Scrum as the, the kind of the management process filled in with XP practices for the engineering practices. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand, I feel. You can't really do uh, Scrum without filling in the gaps because it's a pretty skeleton framework. And you know, even though the Agile community tends to be more open source and using those type of tools and skeptical of a larger tool like uh, team Foundation Server, since it is such a large tool, but I feel that there's nothing else out there that really competes with it, especially in a, in a .NET environment that can support everything you want to do in an Agile process: continuous integration, automated builds, being able to work from lists, and be able to report on all of that for the inspect and adapt phase at the end of each iteration. I mean, I just don't think there's there's not one all-encompassing. There's probably little bitty you know, applications out there that may be a little bit better in one specific area, but none of them have a whole platform that's all right in your IDE. You never have to leave, even leave Visual Studio if you don't want to. As I go out and do do consulting and talk with people, you you hear people talking about you know we want to be more agile. We want to we want to be more you know do do more agile stuff. Be do more agile development. Is is Scrum really the the only option they have, or are there other options for agile development? And if there are, why do you like Scrum so much versus other options? Well, there, there definitely are plenty of options. Scrum is by far probably the most mainstream. It's probably the most palatable to shops that are coming from a very traditional or waterfall background. XP is the close second. Uh, you know, it is called extreme programming for a reason. It probably takes it another level, and a lot of companies just can't. Uh, really ad- adapt to that type of approach. There's, you know, also lean, uh, from lean manufacturing back into Toyota days. That was kind of ad- adapted by the Poppendix to software. And you hear a lot about that and Kanban and, you know, the Kaizen of, you know, um, of continuous improvement. Some people kind of group the domain driven development, business driven development, you know, star DDD, whichever one you want to talk about. And it's all kind of grouped as Agile, but all of them have a lot of core principles that came from the Agile Manifesto from a lot of these key people like Jeff Sutherland and Kent Beck and all those guys who invented these different flavors. Scrum is my favorite mainly because it was the one I had the most influence with, that the you know, people um, I interacted with knew more about it than the other ones. And it was the first company I went to. I will have to say I'm a convert. I went from a company where we were very waterfall. In fact, our process was kind of the, you know, hallmarks of our offerings. You know, we have this large process. It's, you know, repeatable and consistent. It has lots of roles and lots of, you know, documents we put out with, you know, lovely UML diagrams and things like that that are pretty. I went to a company as a .NET development manager, and they were a Scrum shop, and it had uh, said, we're going to go Scrum, we're going to adopt TFS, and I kind of inherited it. And I'll be honest, at first I thought, you know, this is the inmates running the asylum. And uh, I slowly grew to really love the process. And now, since then, I've been working with clients to help them adapt their processes and adopt Scrum and coach them through that, and then use TFS as a platform to help ease into that process also. So what was it that um, converted you? I'm very interested because I know, you know, agile methodologies um, have a bit of a bad name with some people. You know, I'm a huge fan 
but you meet you, you occasionally meet people who go hard job. That just means you're not going to do any documentation. You're not going to tell me when you're going to deliver something, um, or well, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to get at the end of the day. You know what what made what what converted you to thinking agile was the way to develop software? Well, it definitely does get the bad rap, and I was one of those people who only knew a little bit about it. So I thought, again, you know, you know, it's not doing any documentation. It's not really doing, you know, uh, good design and, and and adequate requirements gathering. How can you ever get something out? You know, I like some of the engineering practices I had heard about, but I just really didn't think of the whole process. It was something you could really scale or do in a, in a very structured shop. And I went to a stru- shop that was part cowboy, part structured, and they had just landed a very large. Uh, project and they had twice failed. You know, it really had got. You know, they had tried it in a couple of different languages. They had tried it in a couple of different approaches. They brought in a whole new team. We're converting everything over to .NET and wanted to start fresh. And someone, you know, had mentioned let's use Scrum, and I was like, well, you know, let's let's try that. And uh, we struggled. I will I will admit that for the first six months we did everything wrong because we really didn't understand it very well. But the whole process of inspecting and adapting every we did. Uh, two-week iterations. So every two weeks, we were looking and saying, you know, what can we do better, not only with our code, but with our process? And it really turned the shop around. And then I left that shop and went to another shop that was probably the other way. They were agile, but very, very loosely agile. They got bought by a larger company and needed to be a little bit more structured and wanted to maintain some of their agility. And that's where I really saw it flourish because the management got it there. And the things I liked was, let's work on the things that are the most important. When you do a waterfall and you're trying to get 80% of the requirements up front, everybody wants to throw everything in the kitchen sink because they're afraid if they don't tell you now, they won't get it later because you have to go through change management and you know you get the words out of scope thrown at you all the time. But when we're lo- working in iterations and working from a prioritized backlog, everything we want that adds value is at the top, and the stuff that's usually the fluff goes down to the bottom, and we'll get to it, but only when it you know is appropriate. And if something new comes up that adds more value, we'll do that next. So I really like that idea of doing the things that are most important. And I love the idea of continuous integration, of working in a very collaborative team, you know, dropping those barriers between testers and, you know, uh, developers and business analysts and all working together. You know, let's be less efficient and less, less, you know, holding on to our own little fiefdom at the sacrifice of actually putting out software that people want as a whole. And that's what I really like about the, any of the processes, not only just Scrum. Give me, if you can, a one-minute overview of exactly what Scrum is. For those of our listeners who may not have encountered Scrum or, or may not know that much about Agile processes, let's define for them what Scrum is, and then we can start talking about, okay, well, why are we talking about Scrum on Radio TFS? So tell me, in your opinion, give me a defined Scrum for our listeners and how it works. Well, Scrum... Scrum is an agile framework. It's mainly towards the management side, and it really stresses things as such as doing uh, work in iterations. The average, uh, they call it a sprint, and that sprint is usually three to four weeks. Sometimes it could be a little bit more, a little bit less. And during that sprint, you are doing the full life cycle. You are gathering any additional requirements you need. You are developing. You are testing. You are deploying. You are doing it all over again. You're bringing users in, letting them see it. During this whole time, you're doing the entire process. And at the end of that process, you're going to have at least some piece of functionality that's fully developed, tested, ready to go, and as close to release as possible at that point. And then you demo that. Everybody takes a look at it and says, is that great? Is it changed? Is anything changed from last time we talked? Is that what you wanted? Is this releasable? Is it ready for us to, to go out the door? Is that enough value for us to you know, put this in production? 
If not, all right, let's move on. Let's let's look at the next things we want to tackle and move on. So we're, we're doing things in these iterative cycles called sprints. And you work primarily from backlogs. There's a product backlog, which is basically a prioritized list of what they call user stories, which are very, very watered down and simplistic use cases. Uh, and they're simplistic for a reason. They want to be small, negotiable, really just kind of a placeholder to say, this is something the user needs to be able to do. And in fact, it's worded as, as this role, some user role, I want to do this feature or this function for this reason. And everything's kind of stated as that and then has a little bit of follow-up with how would I demo this and show you that I completed it, a couple of steps, you know, like criteria, success criteria. So you add business value to that, and it's usually some ambiguous number. We used like 100 to 1,000, 1,000 being adding the most business value. You also estimate it with ambiguous story points. Some people like to use some like a Fibonacci sequence. Uh, we've used one through five, one through ten, just depending on the team, and, and uh, they're comfortable uh, with the agile methodologies. And that can kind of give you a, a base ROI. You know, take you know if it's you know, a thousand story points, but it's uh, you know five points for an actual development effort. Then we divide that, and that gives us a real get what the ROI is. And then we kind of, based on that, can make a decision what's the highest priority for us to do. Once we've taken a look at what we want to do, we kind of have an idea of velocity, which is how many story points we can do in a sprint. And we take off the top number ones. If there's, you know, we can do 10 story points and there's three number threes, you know, three story points each. At the top, we'll take those three and start off. And we'll break those, each one of those down into smaller tasks. And that will be our sprint backlog. What are all the tasks we need to do to fulfill these three stories that we said we're going to do the sprint? And you manage that. And it's all that's actually estimated in hours. And you burn that down. So after we've planned for it at the very beginning during a planning session, we say, all right, our estimate is that we've got 300 hours worth of work to do in the next three weeks. Every day we have a, what's called a daily scrum and meet and say, what did you do yesterday? What are you going to do today? Is there anything preventing you from doing your work? And you report all of that, you have a burn down of how many hours are remaining on each process, and you have a constant idea of where you are at any given time. It's very transparent. Management loves that focus of it. And we're testing and developing and working hand-in-hand. The developers can talk to each other just as well as they can talk to a QA guy or a business person or get some kind of resolvement on a user issue just as easy as talking to the developer next to them. Co-located teams is a big uh, pushing point with that so that everybody can collaborate very easy. At the end of it, we should be have those three story point uh, stories should be done, tested, ready to de- deploy as close as possible as we can to getting in production. We review it and then readjust and do the whole thing over again. So to delve into just a little more before we we move into the team system realm, one way I like to I talk about Scrum and tell me if this is true or not is you have your product backlog, which I, I term loosely as those are the requirements. That's the stuff that you want to satisfy. And then for each sprint that you have, you define that sprint backlog, which are the tasks that it takes to get the requirements satisfied for that particular sprint. Would you say that's exactly. a valid way of exactly? Excellent. That's exactly what it is. And I was always say as well, you know, people who are critics against Agile, um, I always like to say, you know, that all Agile is about is about breaking things into small, easy to develop chunks, um, talking to your customers a lot, talking to everybody else in your team a lot, so you know what everyone else is up to, and then keeping a clear idea of where you are in the process and, you know, what's wrong with that. <laughs> and, and normally that helps. Exactly. 
So where does team system help with Scrum then? You, you know, you've got lots of good um, processes in Scrum, but you, you're talking there about backlogs and lots of tracking and things. Is that is that where team system helps as tooling? Team system comes in across the board. That's that's just it, it. Definitely can help with backlogs, but I think you know it can go so much deeper into the actual agile engineering practices from XP that you really need to complement that process. Uh, my my favorite template. You know, we have the the templates that we can use in Team Foundation Server to customize the work items for our flavor of our process. And my favorite template is definitely the Kanchango template. Uh, that you can get at scrumfortteamsystem.com. There's some other ones out there, but I think that, that the Kinchango one is probably the most uh, um, true to the real Scrum that's prescribed by people like uh, Jeff Sutherland and Ken Schwaber. And Ken Schwaber is actually involved with uh, Colin Bird and those guys who make that template, so it's, it, it really follows that pretty true. And, uh, of course, you know, a great thing also about TFS is that if the template is not exactly what you need, you can always expand it and, and extend it as you need. And that's a great part of Agile is inspect and adapt. If our process isn't working, what do we change to make it work better? And if we're using a tool that's not very extensible, then we're kind of stuck with how it prescribes to do the process. So all that management part is part of it, but then continuous integration, uh, unit testing, you know, TDD. I'm not a TDD zealot, but I do, you know, prescribe to test early, test often. So I guess I'm a Tito zealot. That's, that's my <laughs> new term. I'd coin that. A teetotal. Um, there you go. That's what you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, so, you know, having that, you know, built into Visual Studio so that I can, you know, write the test uh, and have them in a test list and then the build will automatically build on check-in or nightly or scheduled or on demand and run my unit tests. So let me let me step back. So in the interest of, of full disclosure and trying to give give everyone equal time, there, there are three Scrum templates that I'm aware of. There's the, the Conchango Scrum template, which is available at scrumforteamsystem.com. There's a lightweight Scrum process template, which is available at CodePlex, which was developed by a bunch of MVPs. And then I believe, if I remember correctly, there's an eScrum process template that Microsoft released as well. Are there any other process right. templates out there that you're aware of for uh, Scrum? There's a couple of XP ones that are close. The MSF for Agile is very close to a Scrum one. I mean, you could make it fit if you wanted to use that template because all of the Agile, you know, they follow that same core principles. Uh, but like I said, I think the Kinchango one is the closest to it. Um, it's the one I have used pretty much all, all the way throughout. I dabbled with the eScrum. Uh, it had some, it was quirky on the installation. It wasn't as smooth. And I, I don't think it, it to me, the way I learned Scrum, and I, I learned Scrum from reading the Ken Schwaver books, and I read the um, you know XP and Scrum in the Trenches book, which is a fantastic book because it's kind of here's how you do it without a lot of the ideology, which sometimes is hard to swallow at first if you're especially if you're coming from a traditional background. Uh, and also, I went and got my certified Scrum Master training with Jeff Sutherland, which was great. So I could you know, and I'd been doing it for two years before I went, so I could say, all right, Jeff, here's everything I've screwed up. Tell me how to fix it. Um, <laughs> and you know, most of what I got out of that was everything seemed to match that Kinchango template the best. But it's it's always different per client. You know, not always not every client's gonna be good at Agile. They you know there's plenty of clients I go to and we talk and they say, We do this, this and this and I say, All right, you're gonna have a hard time adopting Agile and here's why. I think you can still uh, adopt some of the practices and be more agile because it's not a bit flag. It's not like we're agile or we're not. You're just either more agile. And I think there's some processes that are complementary to uh, uh, a scrummer fall or a scrum butt shop, whichever you want to call it, one that's kind of halfway between. And there's definitely some that if you adopt, you know, and don't do them all the way, that they actually become contradictory and don't provide that value. 
and your template will help out with that. But you can customize them however you want. So it really just, you know, what your preference is is really where I think your choice comes in. So for me, the um, you know the, one of the key points about any agile methodology is that you adapt it as you carry on going through the life cycle, you know, and just keep keep honing your process to so that it fits your organization and your people. Would you agree? Oh, exactly. And that's to me why Team System is pretty good because obviously the on the fly customization and things quite neat. Um, and like you were saying, the template you begin with probably isn't as hugely important in terms of the, you know just the work items and stuff that get defined because you can change them as you go along but what to me what support i would love from the template is help on some of the harder stuff to do a team system you know because in team foundation server customizing work items and things is all pretty easy but um do, doing the reports doing burn down charts and you know looking at my current velocity so looking at how much work we're currently doing those sorts of things you know take a little bit of time uh, to get right um so is is that how have you found that you know the this Kachango template with those sorts of things. Yes, I think they have some of the best reports out there. Everybody has the burn down. That's kind of the de facto thing. Um, but they have, you know, a really good one, uh, the product composition breakdown, which basically says per sprint, here's each product backlog that's in there and all the tasks to it, uh, what the original estimates were and where you are currently. And for your project managers or managers who are used to that PMI type of, you know, Gantt chart view, I give them that to make them feel better. You know, this is as close to a Gantt chart view as I can give you. Uh, it's got product burn down. It's got uh, the latest template has a lot of stuff about, you know, uh, bug reporting. You know, how long does it take? How long is it from the point a bug gets reported to when it gets fixed? What's our average time? How fast are we doing that? So one of the other questions I'd noted down here that I wanted to ask you, what does Team System give us as far as implementing these agile processes that, you know, some open source solutions don't? Because a lot of people, when I talk to them about agile processes, their mind immediately, for some reason, is associated agile with open source. It's very true. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, have some sessions proposed for Agile 2009 conference, and they're all on Team System. And uh, some, you know, very big heavy hitters in the Agile world have already posted some skeptical replies of, "Hey, we'd love to see it," but we, you know, I, one guy even said, "You know, prove to me it's not crap." And I you know, it's it's this daunting thing of there's this this tend towards the open source. Most of them don't integrate into a lot uh, into everything else. They may have a little bit of integration into source control where you can label something and, and tie it back to a, a work item in there. Uh, but they you know sometimes usually don't have a lot of integration into the build environment. They you know some of them do and don't have integration into the IDE. The thing that I think Visual Studio and TFS supply, you know the whole team system package is all integration into the tool that you use daily. Well, well, Tommy, I think we're definitely going to have to have you back on at some point in time because this has led to so many other questions that I could go into. I do want to, however, uh, change the subject for just a moment before we wrap things up. And Martin and I are really big community guys, and I saw in your bio that you were one of the original founders of the DevLink Conference. And I actually had the opportunity and the privilege of speaking at the DevLink conference in 2007. So I wanted to give you a chance, if you wanted to, to, to talk about the, what the DevLink conference is for a second for the listeners that have uh, not heard of it. I have to tip my hat to uh, John Keller, the, uh, the founder. He had been doing uh, a similar uh, type approach in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, where he came from. And he came to my company, and we had been playing, saying we wanted to do something on that scale. And he came in and said, hey, I've done something like that. So he said, hey, let's get together and put something on. 
And, uh, you know, I had little ideas and John brought in big ideas and it, it's really grown. It grew from that two days in 2006 when we started it, you know, two days at a, you know, at a college, you know, a handful of tracks, very well attended. You know, we, it, you know, ran it as best we could and very successful. And now it's grown to three days. Uh, we can't, we keep expanding it so we can't fit in any of the places we go. We have to keep moving the venue because we get get so much bigger. Um, this year, I'm not as much involved just because I'm doing more on on some of the other fronts. But it's uh, it's going to be a hundred dollars for three days worth of content. That's still a phenomenal price, and seventy five if you sign up early. And he's expanded tracks where. Like they had a uh, uh, more of an application lifecycle management approach. That's what track I was in with TFS last time. Steve Andrews was out there speaking also, some of the other MVPs and team system. They're doing the same thing now, having project management tracks. Uh, they introduced open spaces last year run by Alan Stevens. He did a great job on that, and that, that uh, uh, brought a lot more dynamic to it. So we got a lot of guys who came in and said, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm a .NET guy, but I mainly do Ruby. Uh, some great guys uh, out of... Uh, Ohio and so guys like Corey Haynes and stuff like that came down and, and got a lot out of this conference too. So even though it's .NET centric, just because John and I were .NET guys when we started it, and it's you know it's done in Nashville and Nashville is a very big Microsoft town, we still have a lot of opportunity for just any developer to be to come and learn and be better. And I think it's also a great opportunity because if you go to a tech end, it's much you know it's bigger. You know, it's grander, but it's much more structured. And, you know, it's also kind of like, you know, the speakers in the speaker room usually don't have a lot of interaction with them as much. And it's totally the opposite of DevLink. DevLink is, you know, more open. We encourage, you know, in fact, Alan would go into the speaker room and kick everybody out. He says, if you're on an open space, I'm going to kick you out. I don't care. Unless you're preparing for your next session, you know, get out there. Um, you know, we have, you know, the VIP dinner, you know, with all the um, speakers to get together and, and, organizers to kind of get together and, and talk. We usually have a party and lots of fun, you know, giveaways and things like that. It's just a, it's, it's a really good time and there's going to be something for everybody there. And the address is devlink.net and we'll include that in the show notes. I highly recommend it that you check it out. I also wanted to give you, um, if you could tell us one more time, your, your, how people could access your blog. And if you're interested in giving out your Twitter ID, you're more than welcome to give out your Twitter ID as well, because that's one of the ways I interact with Tommy on a daily basis. Uh, uh, TommyNorman.com is my, is my blog, and I cover .NET development, Scrum, uh, Team System. And uh, my Twitter ID is TommyNorman. It's usually the easiest way to find me. In fact, if you go to my blog, I have links to my Twitter, my LinkedIn, uh, my SlideShare. Uh, I'm starting to do videos and posting them out on YouTube, so I'll be doing some more of that in the future. So everybody's welcome to come and, and comment and interact, and I'd, I'd love to know more and, and learn more of what people are doing with Agile and Scrum out there and with TFS. Well, Tommy, on, on behalf of Martin and, and Radio TFS, I really appreciate you taking the time to come talk with us today, and we'll definitely be hitting you up sometime in the future if you'd, love, if you'd like to come back on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. I'd love to come back. And if anyone out there is listening that has ideas for for things they'd like us to do or people they'd like us to talk to on Radio TFS, you can reach us at radiotfs at gmail.com. Martin, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up this show for the day? No, just to make sure you check out the site at uh, radiotfs.com and remember to subscribe in your favorite um, podcaster client of choice so that you get it automatically delivered. Um, no, thanks very much for your time, Tommy. Good speaking to you. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time on Radio TFS.